I'm Kate Ryan. Masks are now optional in the only school system that ended the year requiring them. I'm John Doman. There's word tonight that D.C.'s mayor has named an interim director for the city's health department. It's 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Zoom. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. In Chicago, severe storms and heavy rains threatened Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. This after record rainfall caused flash flooding and water rescues in the St. Louis area overnight. KMOV-TV's Caroline Hecker reports from St. Peter's, Missouri. Many took refuge in shelters while they figure out their next step. Just glad to be in one piece. Officials said the threat is not over. Four more inches of rain could fall, which could lead to more flooding and damage to homes. The Pacific Northwest is known for its temperate climate, but not this week. The National Weather Service has issued an extreme heat warning for large swaths of Oregon and Washington State. This man in Seattle explains how he's trying to stay cool. AC, kind of get everything done in the morning as, as much as possible. Seattle has hit 93 degrees today. Former President Trump and his former Vice President Mike Pence found themselves on opposite sides giving dueling speeches in Washington, D.C. today. The former president appeared to return to the campaign trail with attacks on Democrats, criminals, and illegal immigrants. This November, the people are going to vote to stop the destruction of our country, and they're going to vote to rescue America's future. Former Vice President Mike Pence told Republicans not to look backwards. The trial begins in Alex Jones' Sandy Hook damages lawsuit. More from Chris Fox in Austin, Texas. Alex Jones entered the courthouse with duct tape over his mouth that read, Save the First, referring to his First Amendment right to freedom of speech and calling the Sandy Hook shooting a hoax. In his opening statement, Mark Bankston, the attorney for the parents of six-year-old Sandy Hook victim Jesse Lewis, called Jones's actions a massive campaign of lies. Speaking virtually to a group of South Korean business executives at the White House, just down the corridors from where he's isolating, President Biden tells them he's recovering nicely from COVID. I'm so close to you, but because I'm in the last day of, uh, of having been uh, diagnosed with COVID, I'm feeling great. I hope it comes across that way as well. I hope I look as great as I feel here. CBS's Deborah Alfaron with the latest coming out of a summit with the country's top infectious diseases and public health experts. The focus, the future of COVID vaccines. Vaccine boosters that are more targeted to the Omicron subvariants could be available this fall. At the summit, government and industry experts push to continue partnering to develop more accessible vaccines that could eventually cause little to no side effects using delivery methods beyond needles, such as nasal sprays. The Mega Millions jackpot for tonight is up to $830 million, the third largest in the history of the game. On Wall Street, the Dow closed down 229 points, NASDAQ down 220. This is CBS News. Half a million businesses connect using Zoom for communication and collaboration around the globe. Zoom, how the world connects. It's 8.03 on Tuesday night, July 26, 2022. 75 degrees dropping to the mid-60s to low 70s. Good evening, I'm Michelle Bash. The top local stories we're following this hour. How do Virginia voters think first-year Governor Glenn Youngkin is doing? The latest Commonwealth poll from VCU shows 49% of respondents approve of the job he's done so far, while 38% disapprove. Youngkin's approval is split by party and region, but the poll found support for a gas tax holiday, ending the grocery tax, and funding HBCUs is strong across all demographics. 
As for Virginia's surplus tax revenue, 47 percent of respondents support using extra taxpayer dollars on government programs such as welfare initiatives or state-funded clean energy projects rather than returning the surplus to taxpayers in the form of $250 rebates. The former cop who police say was shot by his wife last week inside a D.C. hotel is now facing charges for molesting young kids at her daycare center. The story from WTOP's Kate Ryan. 57-year-old James Weems Jr., a retired Baltimore City police officer, is charged with sexual abuse of at least three children at the Owings Mills daycare facility operated by his wife. The charges come after Weems's wife, Shantiri, 50, was accused of shooting her husband inside a room at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in D.C. on Thursday when she confronted him about the suspected abuse. James Weems remains hospitalized in police custody and faces extradition to Maryland, Shantiri Weems has been charged with assault with intent to kill, along with other offenses. She has a court appearance scheduled for Friday. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. The last local school system in our area that still had a mask mandate for students and staff has quietly dropped it. Emails obtained by WTOP show that Prince George's County Public Schools lifted their mask mandate on July 1st, becoming the final school system in the area to do so. The announcement was sent to school system employees. In announcing that masks were optional, employees were asked to exercise good judgment and support whatever choice their colleagues make regarding mask wearing. In February, school leaders sent an email to parents saying they expected to lift the mandate by the end of the most recent school year. But masks were still required when the final bell rang in June. John Doman, WTOP News. In Montgomery County, the school board has rejected a plan to open a business-centered charter school in Gaithersburg. The board voting 7-1 to one to deny an application for what would become the county's first charter school. Board member Judith Daca says she was left with too many questions. It's true that the schools in, in Gaithersburg are over capacity at the moment. However, I think there's a financial concern that's bigger than that that has to do with making sure that they have a building that's going to be viable for them. It is the second straight year that the board voted against building the charter school, even though the school superintendent supported the plan. New tonight, D.C.'s mayor has named an interim director for the city's Department of Health. NBC4 reports Dr. Sharon Lewis will fill the position starting Friday. She has worked at D.C. Health for 36 years and has been serving as the senior deputy director of the Health Regulation and Licensing Administration. Unlike her predecessor, LaQuandra Nesbitt, Lewis is not a medical doctor. I am a registered nurse by profession, so I started out as a nurse surveyor. And with that, I was responsible for the inspection of health care facilities here in the District of Columbia. Lewis also has a doctorate in health care administration. Nesbitt was one of Mayor Muriel Bowser's longest-serving cabinet members. She informed the mayor earlier this month of her plans to step down. Coming up after traffic and weather on WTOP, both former President Trump and former Vice President Pence giving speeches in the nation's capital today. We'll let you know what they had to say. It's 807. The WTOP Charity of the Month is the Greater Washington Community Foundation, a community leader and advocate for more than five decades. The Community Foundation is committed to mobilizing philanthropy to close our region's racial wealth gap. Your donation will help the Community Foundation respond to community needs as it works to build equitable, just, and thriving communities. Their work is needed now more than ever. Donate today. For more information, visit WTOP.com. Search charities. 
That's WTOP.com. Search charities. There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and